Welcome to the Bourbon Boys. Um, this week I had a I had requests on uh, a group that I'm in. They wanted me to talk about good times. Um, for those who don't know, I did a good times pick earlier in this year. Um, <clears throat> I don't I don't know. I assume the gentleman uh, who asked for this uh, had good intentions. I know some people like to hate on good times. Uh, I'll probably discuss that a little bit in this, but just let me start start off by saying that uh, Jimmy and Nick, who run who who own Good Times, really good guys. Uh, Jimmy wears a little bit too much U of L gear, in my opinion, but hey, we all can't be perfect, I guess. What I will say is um, just a little background. Good Times is run out of a, uh, a three boys farm, I think. It's off a Wadi Paytona exit in Kentucky, um, close to Frankfurt and Lexington, and all the big bourbon boys. Bur- <laughs> Pun intended, not really. I didn't mean to do that. But anyway, um, so the way they run their situation is... Um, they have several NDPs on the same farm that bottle at uh, Three Boys, and Three Boys actually produces and bottles their own stuff as well. And the the master distiller there is actually a really good guy. I've met him a few times, uh, and they know their stuff. I mean, they're just not well known. It's a small craft place in the middle of nowhere, but uh, I mean, they have this large farm and a lot of NDPs buy space there so they can store their products um, and bottle it there. So that is the case with good times. I think distill distill is still there. Um, And actually the owner of distill now owns uh, three boys. I believe I don't know that for certain, but I know that there's several NDP videos. For those who don't know what NDP is, it's non-distilling producer. Those are the people that source from anywhere from Dickel to MGP, Barton. Uh, Distiller does a lot of Barton. Uh, but the the people in hand are at, at topic good times. Um, a lot, if not all, of their stuff is MGP. And for the most part, a lot of it has been younger stuff. So... In order to um, mask some of the youngness and sort of give themselves a, a cachet in the uh, in the groups with picks and and stuff like that, they've done a lot of finishes, a lot of very strange finishes like uh, banana coconut or banana coconut rum or yada yada yada. It's all brandies, uh, vermouths. Uh, cognacs all kinds of finishing barrels um so that's brought him a lot of shade the barrel that i picked in particular was a seven-year-old seven and a half year old uh low rye mgp jimmy had been one he had a list he said of five or six uh guys who pick that he really wanted to work with and when they got these older age barrels got their hands on them they wanted to give those to these guys um myself prov and I'm sure a few other guys got their hands on these. I, I was 
told that I got first selection of all of what the new barrels they got in and what we picked was really fantastic, I think. Um, out of the 25 barrels they got, they had a few that were really nice and they had one that was exceptional. I think we picked that one. So, uh, as far as the picking experience, which is what, uh, the gentleman asked me about it for me, it was probably a little bit different than most, uh, because I live in Wisconsin. So Jimmy would send me samples of whatever they had and I'd pick from those. Now I know their situation there is their barrels are housed in a in shipping containers and that's how they that's how they house them that's how jay mattingly houses his that's how smooth ambler had some of theirs back in the day and now that they have all their rick houses they don't have to do that anymore so i mean it's not unusual for that to happen but it's uh, it's an unusual setup and the fact that it's in the middle of nowhere and it's just it's uh, uh shipping containers dug into the side of a mountain basically but for mine, he basically sent me the samples. I picked them up. I had a, a local guy because there were so many of them. I said, dude, Steven, Steven Gibson, you and Matt or you and whoever go try all these barrels and tell me the top six that you tried. Um, they sent me the samples for all of them. Jimmy did. But then I got on the phone with Steven and Steven broke it down to five or six barrels that he thought were the money barrels. So then we went through those uh, on a Zoom call and decided which one I thought was best. Uh, and then they sat on that for a little bit, not long um, before bottling. Uh, luckily, we got it done before they got, you know, all the glass shortages and all that jazz. So I guess uh, that's pretty much the picking. The I mean, is it any different than a lot of the other places I've been to? no. And yes, uh, no, in the fact that I picked it through samples. So that's not very different than most any other time I pick something. Uh, so, yeah, it's different in the fact that they're housing and shipping containers and they're buying space from this. But I mean, it's just like anything else. It's about the whiskey. That's what it comes down to. I mean, I've had and, and there's some controversy with Jimmy. Um, he back in the day. Uh, bought some. Oh man, I was so close. I'm watching Monday Night Football at the same time recording this. Um, so one of the things, one of the knocks on him, um, is he bought some Russell's Reserve bottles from Kroger. It was a, it was a Russell Reserve pick. He bought a bunch of them, uh, stickered them, uh, waxed them, and then sold them. And it came out later that it was actually a Kroger pick, not his pick. Um, he said he told the people that he bought them for, or they, they bought them from him that that was the case. Uh, but th- once it gets past that original group of people, that story doesn't get passed on. And then Jimmy's the one that looks bad. So I don't know the whole backstory of whether what he's saying is he actually told him he didn't tell him. In the end of the day, it there's so much shady shit going on around the bourbon secondary pages. It's it's easy to get caught up in really getting butthurt over silly silly things like that. I mean, I don't buy. I'm not paying extra for a Russell's Reserve pick pick because it's got a sticker and a wax on it anyway. So maybe I'm not the audience to get mad about that. But that is one of the knocks on Jimmy <clears throat> has been in the past. I don't. I don't 
buy into it personally. If you offer me good whiskey, unless your name is uh, a oh Owen Owen Powell, then I'll probably buy it from you. Uh, other than that, I probably wouldn't buy <laughs> wouldn't buy it from him. But uh, I mean, now the second knock, as I mentioned earlier, is a lot of the finishes. Um, it's unconventional, uh, for sure, unconventional in the, the quantity of finishes they put on these barrels and then the price that they get sold for by these groups. Um, I don't know what they buy them for. All I know is what I bought them for. I know that what I paid was less than they generally, uh, charge because they wanted to work with me, but I know that they're not cheap and finishing comes at a cost. Um, it can improve young whiskey to the point where young whiskey can be good or unique or entertaining or interesting. Um, I haven't had a lot of these just because I've got so much stuff coming for myself. It's like, it's tough to, to, to rationalize paying a hundred dollars for somebody else's pick when I've got my own coming in. So it just doesn't make any sense to me to do that. Do I have a problem with it? No. Do I think it's weird sometimes with some of the finishes? Yes. But I know that that's not all Jimmy and Nick doing. That's the people that are picking it want these finishes or they want that finish. I know they got a lot of crazy shit there because I tried some when I went there to pick up our barrel. I tried a lot of different uh, finishes and I was like, whoa, this is a lot of, a lot of apple, a lot of rye, a lot of uh, MGP rye finished in rum, finished in apple, finished in peach, finished in all these different flavored barrels. It's just not my bag, generally speaking. I mean, in the course of the history of my group, we've picked a total of four finished barrels, all starlight, and none of them, none of them were uh, uh, really... I, my just my cup of tea is not finished barrels. That's just not what I do well. So uh, probably won't be doing many more of those, if any. But when you get into these groups charging one hundred fifty dollars for a coconut rum finished MGP rye or coconut rum finished five year old bourbon, and then they dip it in green and orange and purple wax and stickers and all this stuff, all this money they shovel into it and then try to charge $150 for a five-year-old whiskey, you're going to you're gonna turn some heads and not in a positive way a lot of times. Um, if I hadn't been there before and I hadn't had the experience and know the guys that, that run it a little bit, uh, I probably would have a different point of view. It's all about uh, perception. And uh, the perception of a lot of these things is... They're overfinished, um, although they don't finish them very long, so it's not overfinished in the fact that they finished them in the barrels for very long. So I think uh, Jimmy said two or three weeks for a lot of that stuff is peak for them. So, I mean, uh, do I think some of the shit, like I said, I think some of the shit they do is goofy, but hey, if that's what somebody wants to put their name on as a picking group, then have at it, bro. I mean, there isn't a whole lot anymore that I get pushed out of shape on when it comes to whiskey, unless somebody's lying to me. That's about the only time I get mad is if I can feel like somebody's lying or cheating me. And so far I haven't seen anything to suggest that they're doing either one of those things. So 
enjoy your coconut rum, finished bourbon or whatever you want, chocolate chip mint or whatever, whatever the hell that you decide to put in there next time. Um, so overall, it's some rednecks with uh, with some container units in Waddy, Kentucky. Waddy pay tone exits. So ain't half fun. I think they uh, they run a, a pretty loose ship, so you could probably get some you get a lot of samples over there you go. I got quite a few the day I went. So uh, that's about all I got to say on that. If I have any specific questions that need to be answered, uh, feel free to message me on the Bourbon Boys page or personal page, whatever you want to. And until next time, enjoy your pours and enjoy your family.